Hello, welcome to the podcast out of space with your host, Professor Dunvich. Hello, my name is Professor Dunvich. I'm an expert of Lovecraft studies at Providence University. To give you a bit of my background, I've read nearly 20 of Lovecraft's over 90 short stories. I've also read all of Alan Moore's graphic novel series, Providence, which is about Lovecraft. Also, a critique of Lovecraft. Really, my unique expertise comes from walking the same streets that Lovecraft walked. That's right, I've lived in Providence from 2009 to 2020, 11 years. I'm able to visit Lovecraft's grave at Swan Point and daily make a sacrifice there. Many of his short stories are set here in Providence. I can still walk by where he lived and where he died. This again is the podcast out to space with your host, Professor Dunvich. Lovecraft Country, Episode 1. Airing on HBO. It's one of the most modern takes on the Lovecraft mythology. I'm going to watch this and explain to you, my listeners, where Lovecraft parts are in the television show. I will also give a critique on what I think. In the opening shot of the pilot episode of Lovecraft Country. We meet our protagonist Atticus. He's dreaming of a war with aliens. And this war culminates in a Cthulhu attack. But he is saved by a bat swinging Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson was never included in any of the Lovecraft mythology. But Cthulhu is a major god in the alien species. And this scene fits perfectly into that mythology. This does seem like a Lovecraft alien dream world. Something that could happen is we could potentially be at war with aliens and not even know it. This is a pretty cool opening scene. This gives me high hopes and anticipation for what is to come. Atticus Freeman, also known as Tick, wakes up from his dream and he's in the back of a bus. Is his name Atticus? A reference to the patriarch lawyer in Hopper to Kill a Mockingbird. I'm going to go out to limb here and say most likely yes, because the show's references, uh, they're not very subtle. Atticus is played by Jonathan Majors, who starred in The Last Black Man in San Francisco, 
which I've not seen. It's on my Amazon watch list. So as Atticus wakes up from his dream on the bus, we notice on his lap he has a novel, Princess on Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Atticus starts to communicate with an elderly black woman, and as the camera pulls back, we see that they are seated at the back of the bus. This is representative of the pre-civil rights era America, Jim Crow. Perhaps places us in the 1950s, what with Jackie Robinson being referenced. The bus breaks down and the passengers are picked up by creepy white dudes. They're most likely the Watleys, Dunvish Horror, or Marshes from Shadow Over Innsmouth. And I'm gonna lean towards probably the latter as we discuss Shigoth later on in the show. And Shigoth is majorly found in Shadow Over Innsmouth and the thing at the doorstep. To Lovecraft classics. Atticus and the elderly woman do not get picked up by the creepy brothers and instead walk because this is the Jim Crow South and they're probably racist. So the two characters walk and talk and discuss the Princess of Mars. John Carter is a Confederate Army soldier who's sent to Mars to join the army to get away from his father. Something like that. It is also revealed that Chicago is Atticus's final destination because he had run away to war to get away from his father. And that is where we'll go next on today's review from the podcast Out to Space with your host, Professor Dunvich. Today's program is brought to you by Shigoth Yogurt, found at Pot Foods Warehouse, 666 Blackstone Boulevard. The yogurt of your dreams or the yogurt of your nightmares that sugareth yogurt. Back to the program. Lovecraft Country Episode 1 moves its action to Chicago, Illinois. And we listen to Edda James' I Just Want to Make Love to You as well. Hippolyta and George Freeman are having some early morning delight. Hippolyta Freeman is played by Anjanue Ellis. You may know her from When They See Us and The Help. And George Freeman is played by Courtney B. Vance. He's a busy actor throughout his career. He goes as far back as playing Jim in 1993's The Adventures of Huck Finn. And recently he played Johnny Cochran in The People vs. O.J. Simpson, the FX program. Hippolyta and George are living in an apartment building in Chicago where they make early morning love. Much to the chagrin of the daughter, Diana Freeman, who's busy working on a DIY comic book based on her mother, the title Arethia Blue. 
as her parents fornicate, her cousin Atticus shows back up. Climbing up the fire escape, which seems very dangerous. I must take a pause here and note that Lovecraft would not have approved of all these women characters. He would have been very confused. As the plot continues, we find out that Atticus is a Korean War vet. And yes, we are in 50s America, Chicago. Uncle George has a library in his shop or something like that, and Atticus picks up Lovecraft's The Outsider and others. They discuss how Atticus's father deterred him from Lovecraft, citing Lovecraft's poem on the creation of... This is a real poem that Atticus had to learn from his father, had to memorize it so he wouldn't read Lovecraft. Because yes, Lovecraft was very racist. This poem is a real poem, written in 1912 when Lovecraft was 22 years old. It's available in collection at the Brown University. Providence University also has a copy. Atticus and his uncle continue their discussion on Lovecraft, and Atticus reveals he has received a letter from his father about his mother's ancestors from Arkham. When George reads it, it's actually Autumn, which is a kind of a stupid change. Why don't you just make it Arkham? Pretty similar. And also Uncle George says that the corpse reanimator is set in Arkham, and then they say something about Herbert West, but actually the story's called Herbert West Reanimator, so they also make a boo-boo there. That's not a real story that they note. They make an error. Two errors so far. Lovecraft County, episode one. There are many other stories set in Arkham. The next scene, we are introduced to a new set of characters. Ruby Baptiste, played by Wumi Masaku, is a black singer-songwriter singing in a blues jazz band in 1950s Chicago. And she's startled when her sister Leticia, also known as Letty, shows up to sing Whole Lot of Shaken by Jerry Lee Lewis. Leticia is played by Journey Smollett, who's had a very long career. She goes back all the way to the original Full House of the 90s. She also appeared in a couple seasons of Friday Night Lights. She was very excellent. She was also in True Blood and recently, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. I must note, I ain't faking. Jerry Lee Lewis married his very young cousin and I'm a little confused why they picked this song. It's a lot of questionable selections. Ah, uh, there's a scene, Letty cross paths with Atticus. They're both in the sci-fi club in high school together. Both were late bloomers and have grown up. They have potential love interests. We also discover his dad had been reading the Count of Monte Crisco. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, his father is Michael K. Williams, Omar of The Wire. Very exciting. 
There's also some mysterious dents in the wall, and Atticus takes a gun out. And if you've ever read any Chekhov, you know that Chekhov has a rule if there's a gun in a in a television program or a play or any narrative, the gun might come out again. Chekhov's rule. Also, Atticus calls someone in Korea who says, You went home, you shouldn't have. Never mentioned again. I'm going to take a pause here and mention that the Chicago scenes are very stylized, but they're not as garish as the Perry Mason program that was on HBO earlier this year. It's a little bit like Boardwalk Empire, which screams middle of the road HBO drama. Could be in Boardwalk Empire universe aesthetic plasticity. There's a very confusing scene where Atticus walks around and Tierra Wax clones is played. He walks around his own Chicago neighborhood and it's supposed to be the 50s but they're playing this 2019 song and it's a cool song but it doesn't make sense period wise. I guess you can just do whatever you want these days. Atticus's uncle and aunt also run a travel agency for traveling in America safely for black Americans. They have a safe Negro travel sign, keeping you safe while you travel. Since Devon County equals Artem, which equals Arkham, they decide that is where they will go on their travels. And George had already planned on going on a trip around America with their travel service. So they add Devon County to the itinerary. They're going to find Omar. They're going to find Atticus's father. This program is also made possible by listeners like you and Cthulhu Body Works. Cthulhu Body Works found on the third floor across from the food court at the Providence Place Mall. Do you want a Cthulhu hand towel? Do you want Cthulhu-shaped soap or Cthulhu-shaped candles? Cthulhu Body Works, found on the third floor, the Providence Place Mall. We'll see you there. Our next scene is one of the best scenes of the pilot episode of Lovecraft Country. There's a James Baldwin speech over a sequence of what these characters are treated like as they go across the Midwest. They really were treated poorly in the 1950s. Jim Crow America was really unfair. They end up in Simmonsville. I don't know if that's a real place or not. I didn't feel like Googling it. But they end up at the diner in Simmonsville. And they have a racist encounter and there's a high-speed chase. The Simmonsville residents are very racist. And they're saved by a silver mystery car with a blonde white girl driving, wearing a red hat. And they keep driving and they're not like, Ooh, who's this lady? They just keep driving. They're like, get out of here. There's racist white people. What's up with the red hat? We'll find out later, probably. So they're in Simmonsville. They end up at Letitia's brother's house. And we learn about the super racist sheriff named Eustace 
hunt. When they go to Devon County, they must beware. They also must beware of this town known as Uxbridge, Millville, and Blackstone found on the map. I should also mention here that Chekhov's rule here is also in play. If you drop a racist sheriff in the middle of a narrative, you probably will encounter him later on. And sure enough, well, I don't want to spoil it. In the meantime, Letitia and her brother fight because she didn't make it home for her mother's funeral. They make it to Devon County, and Atticus makes a rather slight remark about the Shigath coming and attacking them, and another Chekhov's gun is fired off almost here as you know, if you mention a Shigoth monster in a narrative, you're gonna probably see one later in the narrative. But he drops Shigoth into casual conversation while they're taking a leak. And yes, guess what? They run into this evil sheriff named Eustace Hunt. He's white, they're black. It's not a good scene. It's a sundown town in Devon County, and they're chased out of town. This scene is reminiscent of some murders that happened in Mississippi in 1964 when Mickey Swerner, James Chaney, and Andrew Goodman were the conjurers of racial and quality core were viciously murdered in Mississippi. So Lovecraft's country continues with the sheriff and his men finally capturing Atticus, Letitia, and Uncle George. What will happen? Well, I don't want to give away the ending. I will say that our Shigarth gun does go off. And there's a pretty dope monster horror movie for our last 10 minutes. There are many themes in this first episode of family squabbles, abuse, and trauma. These are things that are found in Lovecraft's literature, if you call it that. Some things in this show that were a little bit weak, very abrupt transitions. Lovecraft was a master of the very slow build, knowing how to rise his tension ever so slightly every page. A certain flow that he was able to achieve in his best work. Yes, maybe he stole some of it from Poe. You'd probably be correct. This episode, however, does not have that. Does it attempt to and fail? I wouldn't even go that far, and perhaps the whole show will have that type of arc. This episode was fairly sprawling, incoherent, genre-jumping, weird, and just very, very curious. But hey, Lovecraft is in our popular mind once again. I cannot complain. I will keep watching with an open and yet critical mind. This show was also brought to you by Haunter of the Dark Roasted Coffee at the Coffee Shop, 666 Cemetery Street. Now available, Haunter of the Dark Roasted Coffee, 666 Cemetery Street.
Thank you for listening to the Podcast Out of Space, Episode 1. I am your host, Professor Donvich. I'll see you next time.